Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Can we go to the Word? Once again, Lord, we thank you now. We ask for impartation. We ask for wisdom. We ask for revelation. We ask for truth that will set us free. Visit us, O God, even as we are open unto you. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're still dealing with the issue of the family. This family conference. So we're talking about man and a woman. And this is going to be the third section. And. Um, I've been able to give you simple definitions for those of us who have not been around. If you want to get the whole lot of the message, you just go back to the part one and the part two of what we've been dealing with. So we're not going to go back, but just a little cap or recap of one or two things. I did mention to you that the family is a microcosm of the microcosm. In other words, the family reflect the society reflect the product of the family. The family is what makes the society. Whatever is seen in society is a reflection of what should have been in the family. When a family is in collapse situation, the society has no option but to get in a collapse situation. It made us understand if we want a real standard society to live in, then it's going to come from the family. And of course, we do know that God has ordained that the family should be the one to bring the very society that he was looking for for the purpose of bringing a husband and wife together according to Malachi 2 14 to 15 is to bring forth holy seed we're talking about children that will make up the society and God have ordained that he wants you to populate the society with holy seed that's the purpose of a man and a woman coming together so that they can produce this and when God said in the beginning Let's be behind our image after our likeness, let it have dominion. It was simply so that they would be able to reproduce God on the earth. Have always made us understand this? God intends to reproduce himself in and through you. That's why I said, let's make mine our image and after our likeness, and let it have dominion. Praise the living God. Alright. So you just go back and take a look at all of those things. So today I'm just going to be dealing a little bit with the benefit of the family and then we begin to see some of those things some of the scriptures we read we just touch them a little bit again we look at psalm 68 verse number two uh, number six psalm 68 verse number six we're looking at the family we're looking at the benefit that we are supposed to be having being in the family hallelujah if you look on the new living translation it says God places the lonely in families. He sells the poor prisoners free and gives them joy. But he makes the rebellious live in a son's scorched land. Now I just want to be, I just want to settle down. You can read through, but I just want to settle down with this particular verse. And I mentioned to us that one of the primary purposes of God establishing a family upon the earth or the face of the earth is to remove loneliness to deal with the spirit of loneliness because you see when people are lonely of course this is a common saying uh what did it say the devil workshop right good a lonely heart or an idle mind is a double workshop good so in other words all manner of thoughts crops through your mind when you are not engaged especially when you're lonely and if courage is not taken you can land yourself in the state of depression and then at the end of the day you want to commit suicide when you're lonely you get frustrated if you are lonely and god have ordained that the family should be a place to take care of this particular situation meaning if we truly have a solid family we should be able to avoid all of those things prevent all of those things that relates to you know frustration relates to suicidal spirit all of those things can be taken care of if we truly understand what the family really is praise the living god uh, try to make you understand that you're truly in a family that we're not expecting any one of us in the family to feel lonely whether you be husband child 
as the case may be, wife, you are not supposed to be lonely. You are not supposed to be feeling lonely because there is always someone in the family that you belong to. Praise the living God. So let's understand that and let's see it. I'm trying to make you a little bit one of the strongest benefits of being a family. And it's important you understand that. And that is why you need to relate. Even outside of your a biological or nuclear family there's a need for you to have connection relationship with the broader family which is the body of christ the local assembly that god has brought you into you have to make yourself available to such local assembly because there are things you talk from if some of you if you can find time go look into our studies on the life in the cluster be able to see the importance of the family how powerful it is that when you belong to a family put in the body of christ there is freedom for you there's deliverance for you there's revival for you i mean god takes you up because you belong to his body praise the living god so as much as possible try and connect to the body of christ because there's life that flows from the body of christ as much as possible praise the lord so it takes away again i repeat it takes away loneliness don't forget that being in a family takes away loneliness that's why you as a member of a family must endeavor to play your own part with ensuring that your brother your sister your husband your wife in the family they're not feeling lonely you know people like most time to sit all by themselves they don't like to talk to anybody that's a wrong spirit praise the living god and guess what when somebody is in a family we so heavy you know they don't talk to anybody they just remain you know cloudy if i may use the word you find that people in the home begin to pick this there's a vibration that goes on we carry a kind of vibration everybody has what we call aura and that is something that you reflect wherever you find yourself so you can be in a home and you, you're reflecting a negative aura you create an atmosphere that makes everybody you know in a negative mood they can't flow anymore no joy anymore they destroy the joy there are some people when they walk into a family you find a lot of joy coming out hallelujah you need to change the personality that you carry and this is very important even in church or in your home it's important you change that a few days ago somebody met with me an elderly man not too elderly anyway average man and um, he came to visit my landlord and i walked into the round into the house and he told my landlord say i'm sorry to say this in the presence of this man but anytime i see him i feel joy in my spirit I'd wish, if it is possible, that I should park and come and live in my compound. That anytime I see him, I feel joy. You know, I'm trying to say this for you to understand that there's something you reflect when people look at you. There is something you give out when people come close to you. So even so, in your family, you should be an embodiment of joy when your members or the members of the family come close to you. There is something you need to reflect. Now, if you don't have that, you can take it away. Now, guess what? You know what people try you sometimes? They say you go to job, you don't get a job, and they tell you, oh, you have a negative spirit on you. You have a, a negative covering. The devil has placed something on you. Is that okay? Right. Now, you can tear that off if you understand who you are in God. Praise the living God. Amen? Yeah, you are made to reflect a positive, godly virtue which is an aura that comes from you in fact scripture tells us that we reflect the very aura of christ so wherever you find yourself loneliness is not supposed to be there because you carry joy and like you was trying to say can you imagine paul in prison and saying rejoice and i say what rejoice again and i say rejoice that somebody was in prison but he was still full of joy that is the christ spirit the power of God's kingdom, life, and the Holy Spirit resident within your being. Praise the living God. As much as possible, let's be happy. As much as possible, reflect the glory of God. Reflect the joy of the Lord. Let it overwhelm in your spirit. Sometimes say, David, you may not understand the things that are passing through. Now here is the answer. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse number 10. The Bible tells us, if you faint, I mean the proverb said, Number 18 said the joy of the Lord is your strength. And Proverbs now say if you faint in the days of adversity, your strength is small. So what makes your joy, I mean what makes your problem overwhelm you is because your joy is small. 
If you faint in the day of adversity, your joy is small. And yet, scripture says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So you see, you must cultivate the spirit of joy as much as possible. No matter what is going on, cultivate the spirit of being happy. Reflect that in the midst of your family. Let joy be the watchword in every home. Praise the living God. Go with me to Psalm 112 and I read from verse number 1. Psalm 112, 112 from verse number 1. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighted greatly in his commandments. The man, blessed, happy, to be envied is the man. Hallelujah. Are you there with me? Who feareth the Lord, that delighted greatly in what? In his commandment. His seed. His seed. Whose seed? The man's seed that feareth the Lord. <laughs> That's to say, if you come to the place of truly trusting and working with God, you already lay the foundation for your children. You laid a foundation for the future of your children. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. Listen, you take away the issue of praying for the success of your children when you walk with the fear of the Lord. When you honor God. That's why when they tell some of you, come to church, you say, oh no. I am the church. Thank you. But can you tell me if one fish can make a school? A lot of fish come together and talk about school, isn't it? Can a fish make a school? Why are you deceiving yourself? Can one cattle make the health of a cattle? Say there's a head of cattle coming this way. Can one cattle make hell of cattle? Don't be too spiritual. <laughs> The Bible tells you, forsake not the assembly of the saints. God is not stupid. I am the church. You are not. You are a part of the church. You are not the church. The church is the body of Christ and it's not just you. Is anybody following me? <laughs> so when, when you connect to the body, you walk in the fear of the Lord. You keep in his commandment. You lay the foundation for your children. Success for your children is already guaranteed. That means children that are born to your family. They already have a future. Even as they are growing up. Hallelujah. No devil is coming to do anything. This is what God says. His seed shall be mighty. In other words, God is saying, I'm taking responsibility to ensuring that the seed of those who fear me, they are mighty upon the face of the earth. Glory to God. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Can I hear an amen to that? The generation, because you have generated somebody. So I mean something. So the generation of the upright. They shall be blessed. There is nothing you can do about that. You can't stop your children from being blessed. And I'm saying the same thing to you. For submitting to the ordinance of God. For coming to the place of honoring God. For staying with the dictates of the mind of God. Your generation shall be blessed. No power can stop that. This is God's covenant with men that fear and walk in his commandment. Wealth and riches. Not just money. Wealth and riches. In all form. Give definition to that if you will. Shall be in his house. And his righteousness. What? Endure it forever. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. Men. I implore you this morning. Give yourself to God. Hallelujah. 
Give yourself to the Lord. Serve the Lord. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. No demon is coming to devour this. No. This is God's covenant for his people. Who fear the Lord. Who fear the Lord. And keep his commandment. Wealth and riches. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you still there? And verse 4 says, Unto the upright, the arised one light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and what? Righteous. Unto the upright, arise the light. So even if there is darkness on the earth, by reason of your walk with God, light is springing forward. I say, light is springing forward. Hallelujah. On the earth. No, no, no. In the midst of darkness. That's where God intends you to shine. Listen. Light is brightest when there is darkness. How many of you understand that? So God intends to reveal you. Reveal his light through you. In the midst of darkness. That's why he's calling you to himself. It's for your good. <laughs> Praise the living God. So men... I call you to this this morning. I call your attention to this scripture. Walk in uprightness. Fear the Lord. Obey his commandments. And lay a solid foundation for your family. Wealth and riches. You are not going to beg. You see what David was trying to say? I was young, now I'm old. I've not seen the seed of the righteous begging bread. Hallelujah. Can you say that? I, now I was young. Now I'm old. I've observed it. That the seed of the righteous. I've never seen one of them begging bread. Even in the lion tree. We hunger. Not the seed of the righteous. That's God's word for you. It's either you're going to believe it. Or you're going to contest with it. Whatever, whichever way you want is fine. But that is the truth. David was speaking from experience. He knew exactly what he was talking about. Wealth and riches shall be in the home of such people who fear the Lord and walk in his commandments. Hallelujah. You see, it's not the more reason why you sisters, women, you should always pray for your husband. As much as possible. So that the Lord will continue to draw him to himself. You know why? Because the covenant for success. The covenant for life. The covenant of works. Is made with the fathers. Not with the women. You see that's why he discovered that God gave the covenant. And gave the relationship that he had to Adam. The, the moment you try to come to the place. Of disobeying the rulership, the headship of the man that God made covenant with, all of those blessings are destroyed, and that is why the devil have to go to the woman so that the woman can disobey the man. Deuteronomy chapter eight verse eighteen, he said it clearly: When you have gotten wealth, don't be about thinking that you made yourself rich, but I made you wealthy, I made you rich. So that I may establish the covenant that I make with your fathers. God made covenant with men, fathers, not with children, not with women. But you see, the woman enjoys the fruit of this covenant that God makes with the husband. So when you try to bring this harmony to the home, you destroy the link to that fruitfulness, which is a covenant. That God has made with the family. Are we here? Husbands, you better wake up. Learn to live. Learn to walk with God. Study the word. Pray through. Hallelujah. As much as possible. Lay foundation for your family. I'm not expecting my children or even my great grandchildren to suffer anything. Not at all. Hallelujah. Not at all. Because I believe 
This scripture I'm sharing with you is what God gave to me three times. He has revealed this to me. And I'm seeing that coming to pass in the life of the children. So when I see even the grandchildren, I know they have a future. Are you following what I'm saying? You can do the same for your family. God should be able to speak to you. As touching what he knows about you and what he wants done in your life and with your children's children. There's a future for you. And there's a future for your children. Hallelujah. You don't serve God in vain. No, you can't serve God in vain. Practically impossible. Don't think about what is going to happen to your children tomorrow. Think about who you are right now in relation to God. That's the key. Be afraid of yourself, not afraid of your children. Numbers, I mean Psalm 78, verse number 2. The book of Psalm 78. New Living Translation, if you have it, or give me anything that is closer. Hallelujah. For I will speak to you in a parable. I will teach your children lessons from our past. Stories we've heard and know. Stories our center handed down to us. We will not hide this truth from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deed of the Lord. About his power and his mighty wonders. For he issued his law to Jacob. He gave instruction to Israel. He commanded our sense to teach them. Told their children. So the next generation may know them. Even the children are not yet unborn. And they in turn will teach their own children. Glory to God. So you see the man who walks in righteousness. This is a major responsibility. To pass on the laws, the mind, the principle of God. Unto his children. And those children will pass them to the next generation. And in so doing we are raising a righteous seed. Upon the face of the earth. What do you do? As a man. What are you passing down to your children? Tell me. What stories do you tell your children? What does your children know? Even about the things of God. Talk to me. We will teach our children. That they will teach our children's children. So we lay foundation. This is the man that feareth the Lord. And that's how you lay foundation. For your children to come. Your great grandchildren. They connect what you do they connect to the life you live they connect hallelujah are you here with me so i'm asking you man what do you know what are you passing across your children <laughs> what are you passing across your children now somebody said you see pastor i'm very busy now this is the way it works you don't have time for the children your wife hands on the children Pass this across to your wife. Your wife pass them across to the children. Proverbs said, forsake not the instruction of your mother or your father. Is this simple? You may not be at home all the time. Praise God for your life. But what have you passed across to your wife? That she can pass across to the children. Because you see, mothers, this is why you must wake up. If you want a great future for your children, you must stand up to what I'm talking about. Don't lazy out because your husband is lazing out. No. Unless you have no plan for your children. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, some of you will think, well, I can lay enough foundation, I have enough resources, my children will not suffer. Haven't you seen men who were so heavy financially, but it's time to pass on, their children could not stand? The money won't last for one year in their wallet because they don't have no wisdom to manage money. Hallelujah. Haven't you heard when people say, in fact, we talk about what we call the mother tongue. What's the mother tongue? Mother tongue means that your own dialect, your own language. That's why they call it mother tongue. What's your mother tongue? For me, my mother tongue is the so-called language. Right? Yours could be Yoruba. Yours could be this. Why do you call it a mother tongue? Because the first place where a child learns the language is through the mother. When the child is being breastfed by the mother, she'll be speaking to the child in her own language. 
That's why they call it mother tongue. The first place for the child to learn how to speak is through the mother. That is why you as a mother, you should have enough of God's word in your life. That when you communicate, communicate God's virtues to your child. When you're breastfeeding, feed the child with God's word. Somebody say the child will understand. Why not? How many of you understand the child's spirit? It's not the one you are carrying in your hand. The real child is right on the inside of that child. Otherwise, why would you think when Elizabeth, Mary greeted Elizabeth, the child in her womb lived for joy. How did it happen? You think the child doesn't hear? Even the one in the womb? <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody sent me a video a few, few months ago. Here was a guy playing guitar and the wife is pregnant. The guy, he likes to worship. So worshiping Lord, playing the guitar and the wife is pregnant and the wife was sitting by the man. And guess what? The child was moving in the womb to the rhythm of the guitar. I'm not talking of what was in the Bible. This is what I saw. You literally see the womb of the woman moving as the man is playing the guitar. They are worshiping together. The child was leaping for joy in the mother's womb. What do you communicate to your children? It's not about how old they are. I'm saying even the infants, they could hear. And when you lay this foundation for your children, you're building a whole wall of wealth and riches for them. That tomorrow, they're not going to be struggling. For light will arise upon the righteous in the midst of darkness. Can I hear an amen? Praise the Lord. And that's why in Proverbs 22, verse number 6, the Bible now says, Train up a child in the way that the child will go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Train up the child in the way the child should go, that when the child is old, he will not depart from it. That there's something you deposit in the life of a child, that no matter the age of that child, he can let it go. Hallelujah. Come on, are you listening to me? Early this year, I gave you a story of a young boy that was kidnapped. And they were taking the child away. And the child started singing a song that he has learned from the home. A Christian song. He was just singing. And they were trying to tell him, stop! They could not stop the boy from singing the song. And they got to a point, they said, no, we can't take this child any further. They dumped the child. The song she learned from home that she was singing was all set up, set him free. What kind of music do you play in your home? What kind of song do you sing when you wake up in the morning? What kind of videos do you watch? Think about that. For that which you communicate to your children is what takes them out. So when you train up a child. In the way that he ought to go. When the child grows up, he's not going to depart from it. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I don't know what kind of training you're giving to your children. We've been told already, teach them. So go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 18. Same thing like you read in Psalm 78. Deuteronomy 11 18. Therefore shall ye lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul and bind them for a sign upon your hand that they may be a frontlet between your eyes anytime. Between your eyes, your vision. Let the word of God be constant in your vision in the things you do. The word of God. And ye shall teach them to who? Your children. Speaking of them are like this. When thou seated in the house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou lie down, and when thou rise up, speak the words. What do you speak? <laughs> Can you follow that? There is no condition you find yourself that God said you should speak in this world. You lying down, you're talking about it. You wake up, you're talking about God. You walk in the morning, you're talking about God. You eat your food, you're talking about God. 
Hallelujah. Speaking of the word of God, when thou seated in the house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Listen, if you don't speak this word to your children, Naira Manly will help you. Are you listening to me? So, Mr. Pastor, you know about him? You think there's no devil? No. Hallelujah. Your children will become Malians. I'm just being honest with you. If you don't teach your children the virtues of God, there is someone out there who will teach them the way they shouldn't be have gone. Teach them to your children when you rise up, when you wake up. Those of you who are pregnant, sing God's songs, watch godly videos, impart that seeds. Are you listening to me? Impart that seed while he's still in the womb. Look at what God told Manoah's wife, Samson's mother. Don't take hot drink. Don't take this. Don't take that. How many of you understand? For the sake of the child, because he's a Nazareth. Even when the child is in the womb, there are things the mother was forbidden not to take. For the sake of the child. There are some music you can play. There are some videos you can watch. Because of the seed you carry. Make a choice. <laughs> Make a choice of the kind of videos, the kind of films, the kind of language you even speak. Hallelujah. I remember when I was young, my mother was giving me a story how that a child in the womb was tormenting the mother because the mother insulted the father. And you say, is that true? You will know if you experience it. Are you still there with me? When the child begins to give you headache because of the foul language you use for the father, they are defending their father, especially if it's a boy. They can get mad with you. Sometimes that's why sometimes when you go to deliver, it's difficult for you to bring forth. They want to punish you for insulting their father. I'm telling you the things that are real. Are you still there with me? <laughs> For the sake of what you carry in your womb, be careful what you listen to. Because anything you hear or see, they go right down to your soul. Hallelujah. So, where did it say? You teach them to your children, speaking of them, when you do what? When they're seated in the house. And when they talk, I mean, walk out by the way. And when they lie down, and when they rise it up. There is no condition. The four quarters of the day that you don't talk about the word of God. Praise the living God. In the next scene, verse 20. And I shall write them upon the doorposts of the house and upon their gates. God is so jealous about this word. He doesn't want to give you room at all. Write them by your gate, by the doorpost of your house. If you are coming from outside, the first thing you see is about God's word. Hallelujah. How about even writing on the wall of your house, marry them and leave it? How about writing it just where you are eating, just by the dining? I know my Lord shall not forsake his people. How about writing just simple thing right there? The Lord is my shepherd. When you see the food, the Lord has provided. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want food on my table. Just looking at it and say, the Lord is my shepherd. How about putting something in your house like that? Are you still there with me? <laughs> now I am old. Even when I was young, I have not seen the righteous seed begging bread. How of you put it there so that you begin to minister to your children? When you read that, you say, I know my children shall be great upon the earth. What do you have in your house? The best footballer picture. Isn't it? Because you are 
your other arsenal or what is that? Chelsea. Huh? Mm-hmm. So arsenal, you put the picture there. You even have the logo. The men are eating money. You are carrying their logo here. Look at you. You tell me, since you carrying those logos, how much have they paid you? And your children grow up, become arsenals. They have never been to the field once. But they can kill somebody for defeating or saying anything against arsenal. Or against, uh, we say we are the blue people. What is that supposed to mean? Chelsea, blue. We are blue. So your children are becoming blue. <laughs> are you sitting there with me? And they, they know the names of all the players. But they have no clue after one scripture in the Bible. But they know the name of all the players. Now tell me for once, how much have they sent to you for being a blue man? Hmm? I mean, something had to start. I don't know what. If this can help you, then like our sister said, only God will come down to help that person. If the scriptures can help you, then of course God alone will have to come down for you to change your mind. He laid the foundation for your family, lay the foundation for your children. It's all about you, it's about your children's children. And this is the way to go. Teach them the word of God. Hallelujah. And look at verse 21. When you do this, what's the reward? That your days might be what multiplied glory 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 not that it's, it's not adding to your days it's multiplying your days it's, it's a multiplication it's not the same as addition four plus four is eight four times four what do you get come on talk to me what do you get there you are he will multiply your days. So if you were supposed to live 50 years, he is going to multiply it. You may be going to 90 years, maybe going to 100 years. He will multiply your days. So it's not just for the sake of your children, but for your own sake that you may live well on the earth. Stick with the word of God. Hallelujah. Somebody said, Pastor, but the time is not there. I have a Bible software in my phone. Hmm? I have both the voice, that is the audio, and the number one. When I don't want to listen, I read. When I wake up in the morning carrying my Bible, I go through. My wife knows. I have special things I do in the morning, even if I'm in the bathroom. My morning devotion. I have things that I read through when I wake up in the morning. Are you still there with me? I have devotionals. No matter how much in a hurry I'm going to be, at least you use yourself when you get to the bathroom, right? You wake up in the morning. My phone is there, I'm reading. The scriptures I read there, I meditate on them as I'm walking out of the house. Lay a foundation for yourself. If you feel you can't read, have audio Bible. Let it be plain to your ears. Even if you are driving, have audio Bibles. Praise the Lord. That your days might be multiplied and the days of your children in the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers to give them as the day of heaven upon the earth. Glory to God. The day of heaven upon the earth. These things I'm saying are primarily for fathers. So, one of the things that makes you a father is ability to raise your children in the word of the Lord. It's not about multiplying children on the face of the earth. It's about a day righteous seed. Have you laid a foundation for them? Hallelujah. I said yesterday for children, you know what it means? Obey your parents. That is Ephesians 6 verse number 1 to 3. Obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor thy father and mother according to the first commandment with a promise. That it might be well with thee and that might live long on the earth. Parents are living long for following the word of God. When you obey your parents you live long. It's very simple. 
Somebody who once told me, say, Pastor, this scripture you quote in the Bible says, Obey your parents, say the Lord means, if my father asks me to go and buy a cigarette, I shouldn't buy. If your father knows that you truly worship all of God, he will not send you. He said, that is true. It's my experience. My father smoked and he was drinking. But he would never ask me to go and buy a cigarette. In fact, he would tell me, it's not good for you. Then I would say, why are you taking it? He said, well, I just grew up taking it. I don't know how to come out of it. Your father knows. So he's not going to ask you to buy one if you set a standard that you can follow. Is anybody understand what I'm saying? He won't send you. So obey your father. In fact, a simple discussion you have with your father will be more than enough to discourage your father from doing the things that he's doing. You can be a light in your family. Who knows? The only reason why God called you to himself is that through you, your fathers may have a change of life and attitude. I give you a story here when I knew the Lord. My father was serving idols. Anytime they got the information, I'm on my way coming down. My father would pack all of the idols he was worshipping and go and keep them somewhere because I'm coming. It means the idols were afraid of me. Even when I'm not started preaching. I wasn't preaching against them. No. I don't have time for that. Your life is the greatest Bible. The presence of God in your life is the greatest world. I wasn't telling him to stop. Somebody said, what do you mean by that? Go ask Abraham who took his father with him. Did you hear Abraham go and preach against that to his father? Listen to me. Some of you are not mature enough. You can be so zealous to do things that God has not asked you to do. You can pray for your father to be converted. But don't go speaking against what he's doing. Because you can have it in his heart. One time at Udiabidi or somewhere in River State. One of my cousins called me and said, Pastor, let's go and pray for a brother. I said, Pastor, I don't want to mention the name of the denomination. I said, what happened to him? He said he went to the community shrine and destroyed it in the night. The way Gideon did. And the people woke up in the morning and I found that the shrine destroyed and they started looking for the person. And I finally they caught him. The pastor. Very good. They brought him to the market square, stripped him naked, put some leaves on the water. And this man starts scratching himself in the midst of the people. My pastor called me. I said, No, you don't need to pray for that man. He should suffer for his foolishness. God sent Gideon. Did God send you? Are you there with me? I said, Let me tell you this. If you can't replace what somebody is doing with a higher power, don't take it from him. Somebody said, Oh man, this is against the gospel. You have no understanding. If you take time to read the book of Acts and find the life of Philip the evangelist, he went to Samaria. And what was happening in Samaria? There was this sorcerer called Simon that everybody was honoring and respecting because he was into some sorceries, some powers. But you never saw Philip went there and start speaking against the sorcerer. What was he doing? He was preaching the message of the kingdom and the power was flowing through him. Signs and wonders and miracles. Peter, James and John came to the same place and they went and what the ending Simon the sorcerer came and said can you give me this power? I'll pay for it. Are you there with me? Hallelujah. That God that said let there be light and there was light. And God have commanded our light to shine in our hearts. Wherever we find ourselves, light comes forth. Darkness cannot stand. It's not by shouting. It's by the nature that you carry. Are you still here with me? I'm still talking about husband. How many more minutes do I have? So that maybe I can quit. Are we still okay? Just let me know. Is it finished? Time is over. Okay, I'll read a few scriptures. For the men, go to Exodus chapter 12, verse number 1. Read up to number 3. In fact, I'll read up to f- number 4. Right? 
and and there the scripture tells her precisely when they were to leave egypt he said the man should be the one to kill the lamb not the woman not the children the man should be the one your responsibility you bring christ to the home bring the life of god to the home glory to god first timothy 5 verse number 8 but if a man provided not for his own and especially for those of his own house he have denied the faith and is worse than an infidel if a man provided not so one thing is certain you may not have money now but if you can take this scripture today and pray with it things are going to change in your life you just say god listen you told me if i can't provide for my family then i've denied the faith i don't have the money i need to have the money to provide for my family your condition will change if a man cannot provide for his family it's worse than an infidel then you have denied the faith that means if you are truly a man you will have money for your family come on now are you still there with me You see, I know this because of the life of Peter. Peter was following Jesus wherever he was going to. I was speaking to a friend and I said, listen, Jesus had more than enough to give to Peter to take care of his family. Otherwise, Jesus would have made Peter to deny the faith. How do I know that? Because Peter had a family. We are told that a mother-in-law was sick and Jesus had to pray. Am I correct, Pastor? Good. So Peter had a family. So how was he taking care of the family? From the ministry with which he was going along with Jesus Christ. That tells you, as a pastor, you are supposed to have money. Otherwise, you also will deny the faith. Are you sitting there with me? If a man, and I speak to every man in this house, resources will come to your hand. This is your day. <laughs> this is your day if things were not working before they are going to work from now for if a man cannot provide for his home he's worse than an infidel you are not worse than an infidel you can't deny the faith therefore god will make resources available you are going to have money you are going to have enough to provide for your family i say your season has come glory to god Let me just say something about the man. I'll come down. Look at Luke chapter 11 verse number 5. Luke 11 verse number 5. Here was a man that been troubled and need help and need help. And the Bible said, he said, Unto the name which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lay me three loaves. For a friend of mine, in his journey is come to me and i have nothing to set before him and he from within shall answer and say trouble me not the door is not shut and my children are with me in bed i can't rise and give thee i just want you to notice that my children are with me in bed do you know where your children are as a father part time <laughs> you are at home your children are in the casino. You are at home. They are playing pool somewhere. <laughs> you are truly a father. <laughs> are you sitting there with me? Trouble me not for I'm in bed with my children. If I'm sleeping, they are sleeping. If I'm out there out, I know they are worried about my time. That's how to be a father. Do you know where your children are? Let me share this with the sisters and we can we can quit. But take that scripture. It's powerful. Proverbs 19 verse number 14. If I read this, you can take any translation. Houses and riches are the inheritance of fathers and a prudent wife is from the Lord. A prudent wife is from the Lord. You must come to that place as a sister, as a woman, to begin to pray, Lord, make me a prudent wife. 
make me a prudent wife a prudent wife is from the law life comes from the people that have wisdom any other translation check it out a prudent wife is from the law <laughs> that's why you now read said house and land are handed down from parents but the congestion spouse comes straight from God praise the living God so now go to Proverbs 14 and verse 1 I'm reading from the message translation Lady Wisdom builds a lovely home Sir, fools come along and tear it down brick by brick Fools <laughs> Lady Wisdom, a wise woman builds a house by actions, by the way she talks, but the foolish one will tear it down brick by brick. So, most homes that fail, it's not just only coming from the man, it's also coming from the woman. God did not even say the man should build, he said the woman should build. The foundation is laid by the man. But the woman builds the house. You know, I can lay foundation. Putting the bricks together is another job from the foundation. There's a place for laying foundation. There's a place for building the house. Are you still there with me? The man lays the foundation. Who builds the house? The woman. So if the bricks are not in place, it's the fault of the woman, not the man. Brick by brick. That means a house that is of glory and praise and honor is the responsibility of the women are you a foolish woman or you are a wise one for the foolish one will tear it down every bricks you pick them out take them away but the wise one will put the bricks together and all of this by your attitude by your character we have women that hey come on if they ever hear the husband just got some money, trouble have started. They don't care if the man has a project or a demand. How many of you? I showed you the life of Abigail yesterday. Abigail made a statement. Say, I know you shall be a king, and when you get to your throne, you cannot, for the sake of my husband, to share blood because you are already a king. That is to say, Abigail knew the vision of King David how many of you women know the vision of your husbands so that you can help him to build the vision what, what do you think what is the agenda of your husband what is the goal of your husband do you know it all that bothers you as the money has come oh well now we go to shop right honey it's long now we have not been to shop right and you get to shop right and your eyes are never closed hmm? you are going with a, with a cart you're pushing you're picking you're pushing you're picking you put even if it's tell is our what now it's just this small thing what now and by the time they get to the counter to pay by the time they slot in the atm card you see the beat because you heard that she had money yesterday that's how you're building he said, at least life is once, once in a lifetime. May person eat better. That's how you're building. You don't think of the project. You don't think of the vision. You don't know where your husband is going. You want to eat up the whole resources. How wise you are. I know how things have been with me for a time. And I thank God for an understanding wife. Because of that project there, nothing stays in my account. So I know how the house goes. And she has never bothered me for once. Even if she asks me for money else, I don't have. Because as the money is entering her account, it's going to people who are in charge or do one thing or the other. Do you know your husband's goal? Do you know your husband's vision? Abigail said, I know when you become a king. You know, we, for the sake of this man, don't share blood because you are becoming a king tomorrow. 
Do you think it was foolish for David to say, Abigail, come, come, come. That foolish man have died. Not because David wanted more women, but here is a woman that understands the vision of David. He knew where David was going. Where do you think your husband is going to? What is the goal of your husband? As a foolish woman plugs down the house. Oh, I can try to stop. If you look at this from the New Century Version, this is what it says. A wise man strengthens a family. Praise the living God. But a foolish woman destroys her by what she does. But the wise one strengthens the family. So the family is strong. It is the duty of the man. I mean of the woman. If the family is weak, it is the responsibility, the handiwork of the woman. What kind of woman are you? CEV translation, contemporary English version says, A woman's family is held together by her wisdom. Glory to God. But it can be destroyed by what? By her foolishness. By her foolishness. But the family is held together by her wisdom. Hallelujah. Are you still there with me? A man once came to me complaining and said, Pastor, I don't know what to do. I said, What is that? He said, My children are ganged up with their mother against me. If the man says a word, the children will say, oh, no, don't follow him. Don't listen to your father. And you think you're building a home? You're wasting your time. You think you're building a home? You are sowing the wrong seed that you will reap tomorrow in the future. Don't listen to your father. And he came to me and said, Pastor, I don't know what to do. My family, my children, the mother had made it to gang up against me. And I spoke to a lady one time and I said, what you are doing to this man you will reap tomorrow because if the children finally discover that their father is not what you are telling them they will turn against you so keep on doing what you are doing and be looking for deliverance you are wasting your time because when the children turns around and discover that you are all just oppressing their father they will turn against you it will take grace for them to look back listen to me a woman's family is what held together by what by her wisdom but a foolish one will do what will destroy it praise the living god i'd like to leave you with those words if you are a woman what's the level of wisdom that you have if you are a woman here how are you building may your mouth have some zip attached to it I wish you would make and say amen to that. Now, I've illustrated this sometimes. I play here, this thing happened. It's actually to Niate that gave me the story. Here was a woman that was only having problem with the family. And then one day she went to a humbleist. It's play here. And said, my husband is always beating me up. Always. And there is always quarrel. He doesn't give me peace. In fact, I'm tired. But I want you to help me. And the man said, oh, okay. It's a simple thing. He said, I know there's a devil in this man. I know. And I'm going to help you kill the devil. And what happened? The, woman, the man went into his shrine, came back, brought a little powder, and then add water to it, as it were, and gave it to the woman in a little bottle. So when you go home, anytime your husband is about to slap you, Put this water in your mouth. Make sure you don't spit it out. And I'm telling you, that devil will not be able to do that again. I do my said, okay. So she got home. Before you know it, trouble started. And when you know that the man was getting provoked, she just ran in, take the bottle, pour the water in her mouth. Oh, look at the man. And the man said, open your mouth now. Let me slap you. This stupid thing that's troubling you. You can't open them out. Did her the fourth day. Did her another time. And she went back to the man. Say, the mercy worked. My husband could not touch me. And the man said, You know where the devil is? He said, no, it's in your mouth. 
Say what I gave you was ordinary water. There was no medicine in it. Is that you sure? I'm telling you the truth. You are the problem in your family. There's no devil anywhere. Can the women put put some zip in their mouth? Come and stand up, somebody. That's the only thing that saves your marriage. Your mouth. You plucking down your family with your mouth. You are unable to control your anger. You are unable to control when you're angry. Come on. You speak seven words in one second. Control your tongue. Begin to pray, somebody. I need you to talk to the Father. I need you to talk to the Father. Glory to God. I need you to talk to the Father. You need to come to that place where peace will reign in your family. Begin to pray. Pray. I'm going to pray for families, but just pray right now. Talk to your Father. Right now. You are a man. You should know your responsibility. You must lay foundation for the future generation to come. We're talking about children's children. How much of the world do you have in your life? You can be too busy that you don't have the word of God. Come on. Talk to the father. Talk to the father. Talk to the father. Come on. I need somebody to pray. Right here. <laughs> How is your life like? How is your life like? As a mother. How is your life like? As a father. How is your life like? As a young girl. Growing up. Or just coming to the place of life. How are you intending to live your life tomorrow? <laughs> Come on now. Hallelujah. Just talk to the Father. There are changes you need to make. You must resolve right at this moment. Oh God, I need to make this change. I've seen where I am and I begin to see where I'm supposed to go. I need this change right now. Talk to your Father. I say, man, what do you know? <laughs> what do you pass across to your children as a woman how do you relate to your husband how is your mouth like talk to the father most marriages are destroyed today because of the sharpness of the mouth of the women you need to pray you need to talk to God for God's help to put the zip on your lips you need to talk to the father to control your anger the Bible says anger is found in the bosom of a fool you can't be a fool many you have to know how to control your anger talk to the lord it's your season you get married tomorrow young girls how are you going to relate talk to the father he said take the word of god write them down meditate upon them day and night when thou walkest when thou lying down when thou sleepest when thou on the road write them read them pass them across what do you pass across to your family what do you pass across to your family your, your children are in church you are at home playing drafts playing ludo under trees <laughs> and they are laying a future for your children you should you should be ashamed of yourself and say god i repent of this spirit your children are out praising god your wife is in church praising god you are at home playing draft playing playing card playing card with 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 old ones who have no no understanding about life <laughs> Some of you spend all your time talking politics, yet you know nothing about what is going on. <laughs> I need you to pray. I need you to pray. We are talking about laying a foundation. God has called this conference to bring changes to families, to bring changes to homes. Glory to God. Use your phone, take a picture. Talk to the Father before I pray. I need you to come to that place of a glorious change. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Father, I stay by what you've done already. With this ministering spirit, lay hands on people here. For complete freedom and deliverance, I release them into their blessings. I release them into their prosperity in the name of Jesus Christ. I demand today that a solid foundation that you've laid 
have demanded for your people to walk in. Father, may they experience it in the name of Jesus Christ. You say the man that walk in the word of the Lord. His generation shall be mighty upon the earth. I speak forth their generation. The mightiness will be their portion in the name of Jesus. You said wealth and riches shall be found in their home. And may wealth and riches be found in the home of these people in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Their seed shall be mighty on the earth. May your seed be mighty on the earth. May your generation be mighty on the earth. In the name of Jesus Christ. May your generation be mighty on the earth. May they be spoken of. Come on, y'all. May they be talked about. May they become signs and wonders. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. I bless and exhort you, Lord. For even as they go, Father, you are not just going with them, you're walking with them. You perfecting all that concerns them in the name of Jesus. Job said, The Lord will perfect all that concerned me. Let it be so with them, for there are so many wonderful things in the hands of God. I release that into your life in the name of Jesus. Go and bring forth glory in Jesus' wonderful name. I pray. Come on, let's. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.